But let's get into this conversation around the risks involved in virtual healthcare and consulting online. Even things like self-diagnosis. I mean, virtual healthcare has taken quite a leap in the last couple of years. And during the pandemic of COVID, the Health Professions Council of South Africa had kind of eased its regulations when it comes to telemedicine. That's what they also call it, which gave a lot of swing for health professionals to offer virtual consultations. But then you also have this issue of self-diagnosis where people have gone online to basically search for the meaning behind some of their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, consulting all types of platforms and taking health information from people's social media uh, posts um, on platforms like YouTube and TikTok and then they kind of just work it all together. So let's get a sense of the picture. Dr. Nogukanya Kanyile joins us. Good morning, Doc. Good morning, Wake Up morning. Metro. Good morning, Doc. <laughs> I'm sure you, you self... Guys? We are great. I'm sure you self-diagnose all the time. <laughs> you know, doctors are actually the worst patients. So I actually have my own doctor. I have my own psychologist. I have a whole team of people behind me because I know I'm notoriously bad at it. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's get through the terminology. The difference between telemedicine and virtual healthcare and online self-diagnosis. <laughs> So that's a very good, um, you know, differentiation. Telemedicine would be using some kind of uh, non-personal contact to consult with a healthcare provider. So that could be a phone call. You know, sometimes you just call to get a script. Mm. That could be just, you know, an email. Please, can you help me out with this? Mm. Um, it could also be, you know, a, a, an online consultation with a video. Then you get the virtual consultation where you present to a healthcare provider mm-hmm. with a new problem and you need some information. Mm. And then the last one would be online self-diagnosis where you don't necessarily interact and give the healthcare provider information. It's you obtaining information online in some kind of way to identify what could possibly be the problem. Mm. Doc, it's Lindy here. So tell us about when virtual consultations are appropriate and when they're actually more risky. How's it, my lens? <laughs> so um, with virtual consultations, it's important to note that you need to be able to, as a healthcare provider, hear the history from a patient, but more importantly, you need to be able to examine and interpret investigations. And that's mm. a big part of healthcare because while a lot of our investigations are dependent on what you say, if we don't physically touch and see you, we need to be able to see your body language, interpret that, particularly with mental health. It's very important to note that it can be dangerous to diagnose quite serious um, uh, uh, medical conditions from just a virtual consultation. Mm. With some studies, there's actually been recent data that's shown that with regards to upkeep of um, you know, healthcare. So once you've already got a diagnosis and we're just checking in on you, mm. checking to make sure that you're keeping up with your medication, that's actually been helpful because patients don't have that much anxiety with all the way travel to the healthcare provider. Mm. So it's more important for new conditions and new diagnoses or new problems to see someone in person and then from then on you can make a plan about virtual or in-person communication. Mm. Doc, this is Owen. So, I mean, we're all guilty of it. We've all gone online sometime or another and used Dr. Google. And, and most of the time, it's, it's quite accurate. It's laid out and we, we kind of nod our head and agree with what Dr. Google is telling us. <laughs> but what's so bad with going online and, and sussing out what could be really wrong with us? 
Oh, Dr. Google. So, <laughs> the concern with Dr. Google is while it is great because you at home can get access to information, mm. as a medical doctor, there might be serious conditions that you might miss because Dr. Google might say this is probably a symptom you can ignore for two or three more months. And then we miss a critical window where we can actually act and get investigations and management done early. Mm. Or you come to us with a long list of possible diagnoses that actually don't <laughs> apply. Yeah. And when we try to reassure you and tell you it's probably not that you want us to over investigate which is spending money time but also a lot of admin that we don't need to go through so it can be helpful because we do want you to have information but what i would suggest is speak to your healthcare provider when you're there and ask them what resources can i access mm. and they'll be able to give you the appropriate information because there are specific websites and resources that we give to patients that have the information for your condition yeah uh, dr kanyela i'm still old school i want the stethoscope to uh, <laughs> go on my chest yeah and make me feel cold. I want that wooden <laughs> thing to go in my mouth and I want to ah. say, ah. You know, I want the doctor You to want the wooden thing to touch the little daily thing in the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah, all, all of that. <laughs> so, yes, I will, I will. I mean, I've done it before where I had, uh, you know, some back pain and I thought, oh my goodness, are these kidney stones? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Turns out everything is fine. So, yeah, it, it all happens. But thank you so much, Dr. Kanyela. Always an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. And I learned a new term today. I mean, I'm in the healthcare profession and I didn't even know about the ambos. So thank you, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to the ambos. Yeah, now. that's, that's right. right. <laughs> doc, doc, quickly, I just want to ask you, Do I mean, you've studied for several years and you've got a wealth of knowledge, but do you ten ever years, use... 10 years. 10 years. I mean, that's a long time. Do you ever use Google to, to, to find a diagnosis maybe? Oh, 1,000%. Because oh. sometimes yeah. it helps me understand what patients are seeing. Uh. So if I know what they are coming in with and what information they've already Googled, it helps mm. me kind of guide them with counseling. If I understand what you're scared about, so if you see cancer, and I'm, I'm saying it's just maybe indigestion, then I'll be able to help counsel you and say, okay, this is why it's not cancer. These mm. are the things that would make me think it is cancer. This is why mm. you don't have this condition. And it helps me counsel. So definitely, I use YouTube and Google all the time to just kind of understand how people interpret their, ah. un- their understanding of their illness. Yeah. Brilliant. Dr. Kanyile, excellent as always, joining us this morning as we wake up on Metro FM. And we did ask you earlier what you prefer between a virtual consultation with a doctor or you want to go in. Send us your comments, 060-552-7303. Good morning. Mo, Mo, Flavor and Kuchotoani.